0: Uh, but we'll read this, uh, this passage from Proverbs 3, uh, starting at verse 1. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the firstfruits of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. And uh, we'll stop reading right there for that passage of Scripture. And like I said, if you, if you divide that up into six segment, segments, you got verses 1 and 2, verses 3 and 4, 5 and 6. Each one of those gives a, uh, gives a what? Basically, it gives a commandment uh, from God. And then it gives the why to that commandment in the, in the uh, uh, verse following it. Uh, but like I said I, I want to concentrate this evening on verses 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and leave not unto thine own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So we have uh, the commandment, the commandments given, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. So we've got trust in the Lord, and lean not on thy own understanding. There's the second commandment. And in all thy ways acknowledge him. Acknowledging God is the third commandment that's given here. And then it finally in that final line of verse 6 says, and he shall direct thy paths. So, uh, but uh, again, Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 begins with trusting the Lord with all thine heart and lead not unto thine own, thine own, thine own understanding. and. Uh, we need to come to an understanding uh, that, that it is impossible to trust in the Lord without faith in the Lord. Uh, if we don't have faith in God, we will never trust in Almighty God. Amen. If I didn't have faith in my parents as a child growing up, if I didn't have faith that they were going to take care of me, that they were going to clothe me and feed me and shelter me, that they were going to, that they were going to hide me and protect me when I needed it, uh, if I didn't have faith in them that they were going to do that. I would have never trusted in them to do that. And it is no different with the Heavenly Father than it would have been with our our earthly fathers here on earth or with our earthly parents here in this walk of life. If we have no faith in them, we will not trust them. Folks, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, without faith it is impossible to please Him. It's impossible to please God uh, without faith in Him. It's impossible to trust God without faith in Him. Folks, we need to have this kind of trust in God. We need to trust Him with everything, every fiber of our being, everything about our households, everything about our families, everything about ourselves. We need to put every bit of faith and every bit of trust that we have in Almighty God. If things come come to be as I see them coming over the horizon somewhere, down the pike, you better not have your faith in Uncle Sam. You better not have it in your family. You better not have it in your friends. Your faith had better be rooted and it better be grounded and it better stay in Almighty God or you are going to be sorely disappointed with the things that are coming our way. I'm not just talking about the government problems. I'm not just talking about world politics or even our nation's politics. I'm talking about things in general folks there are bad things that are coming down the road toward you and toward me and if we don't trust in God to see us through we have nothing else to trust in we need to keep our trust in him we have got to keep our trust in Almighty God. You look throughout the Bible at the at the uh, people and some of the amazing things that people did. You look back at the man David. You look back uh, when, when Samuel was first sent to Bethlehem by Almighty God and he went to Jesse's house and he went through Jesse's sons. He said, none of these are it. None of these are the one. He said, do you have another? And Jesse said, I got a little ruddy boy down there in the pasture that's looking over, my animals looking over, the flockies that bring them here, and God said, this is the one, this is the one that I want you to anoint, and the Bible says, Samuel broke that horn of oil, he poured the oil over David's head, and anointed that ruddy young man, king of Israel. Folks, David had to have had some trust in God, he had to have had he had to have learned of God from Jesse he had to have learned uh, of God from his parents from somebody uh, somebody that was further up the ladder than what he was uh, folks you look a little bit later on in David's life and David became a great military leader we know David as the young man that killed a giant named Goliath from Gath we know David he, re- he went down there Jesse sent him he said hey you take this little bit of food you take- Make these loaves, you get down there in the valley, see how your brothers are doing. And David went, and when he got down there, he heard the Philistine call up the Israelites, making fun of them, making a mockery of God's people. And David said, who is this uncircumcised? Philistine that's come against the armies of God. Folks, Saul called David, he called on David, he armed David, put his own armor, on david david said i haven't proved this but there is one that i have proved he went down got and five smooth stones and it took one to kill that giant he trusted god he didn't trust man's armor He didn't trust Saul's armor. Folks, the Bible in another spot says that Saul stood head and shoulders over any other Israelite. It already described David as a little fella. What good was that armor going to do him? David said, I ain't proved this armor. I, I don't trust this armor. But there's one that I do trust. It's Almighty God. It's Jehovah God of the Israelites. The same God that brought our people up out of Egypt. The same God. God that split the red sea the same God that brought us into the promised land that's who I'm trusting not armor not Saul no one else only God Amen. you move on over to the New Testament As a lady we all know her story we've heard it preached and taught over and over all of her lives Jesus is walking. It's like so many other scenes in the New Testament. There's a crowd around him. Everybody's wanting to see Jesus. Everybody's wanting to see him perform a miracle. People's wanting healing. People's wanting to hear the word of God. People's wanting this and wanting that. This crowd's around, but there's one that comes pressing through the crowd. It says she had had an issue of blood for 12 years. She'd been to every doctor in town. She'd been to every doctor in the region, spent every dime that she had, every nickel that she had, and grew the worse, but it says when Jesus come passing through she pressed through the crowd and she come to Jesus crawling I don't know walking I don't know running but regardless she trusted Jesus to heal her trusted Jesus to get her through she had realized her faith and her trust couldn't be in man doctors science or medicine it was only Jesus that she could then trust. Amen. This woman realized that. Says she reached out, she touched the hem of his garment. Now folks, you say what you want to. I know what the Bible says. It says she touched the hem of his garment. And it says Jesus felt virtue come out of Amen. him. He felt the virtue come out of him. Come that out. touch is not what healed person. her her touching her reaching out and touching that little tassel hanging off his tunic that ain't what healed her because Jesus turned to that woman he said daughter go thy way thy faith hath made thee whole it was her faith and her trust in Jesus Christ that made her whole that woman she had learned that she couldn't trust anyone or anything else but she had heard a one and she knew that she could trust she had heard a one she knew she had to get to him somehow some way and when he came by close enough and she heard the commotion she made her way to him but it was her faith in Jesus Christ that made her whole Amen. not that touch uh-huh. not that touch of his garment folks His tunic wasn't magical his his robe his his garment that he was wearing it was not magical that's like people that go over to the Middle East now they go over there just outside of Jerusalem they got caves all in them rocks over there and one group will say this is the tomb where Jesus was buried and another group will say this is the tomb where Jesus was buried and you get people you get tourists that go in and out of these places and they start screaming and they start crying and they say my goodness I feel the Lord here I feel the lord in this tomb hey if you feel the lord in that tomb it ain't the lord that i worship because he is not there my faith and my trust is in the one that rose the third day and now sits in heaven at the right side of the father amen These people are putting their faith in feelings. Uh They're putting their faith in what they feel. I'm glad. I'm glad that what I do feel, hey, it's real. Uh It ain't ain't emotions that I feel. It's the Holy Ghost of God that gets me happy. It's the Holy Ghost of God that gets me riled up. If I was dependent on God, or if I was dependent on anything outside of God, I should say, to help me to preach, I'd be in sorry shape. If I was depending on anything outside of God, to help me teach the word of God preach the word of God to help me sing or anything else to glorify God it would not bring glory to him but I'm trusting in God to help me do this thing trusting in God to preach me to help me teach to lead others to guide others to pray and do anything else if I'm trusting in anything else, I'm in sorry shape. That's right. I'm in sorry shape. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Yeah. Lean not. That lean not. I do own understand. Mm-hmm. Don't trust yourself. No. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful. Oh, yeah. It's deceptive above all things and desperately wicked. Oh, yeah. Who could know it? Who knows the heart? In other words, what it's asking, who understands it? I'll tell you who understands it. God does. He designed it. He designed you. He designed every one of us. And and he designed that woman that we were just talking about. When we're asking for healing, what are we asking for? We're not asking God. Now listen, hey, I, I thank God for doctors. I thank God for medicine. I thank God I thank God that I ain't laying in a grave right now over over illnesses that have plagued me off and on all my life. And most of y'all could probably say the same thing. And, 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 but we cannot attribute the fact that we are here and alive and breathing to that medicine or even to the doctors that prescribe that medicine. Folks, they, those doctors are no different than... Than you and I are, hey, they might have a little bit of book smarts. They might know a little bit more about the human body. But I can promise you, they do not know as much or even a fraction of what the designer of my body knows. That's why when I go to God and ask for healing, I can have complete trust in him to do it. Because he knows what we stand in need of. And he knows when we stand in need of. What's the Bible teach? The Bible teaches it reigns on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. Does it not? The Bible the Bible <clears throat> teaches us, in other words, those doctors out there. Or, or anybody else, any human being that we're putting our faith into. Let me tell you a little something about it. The, Bi- the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. You know what else that means? It means that that, that, that we the, the light and the warmth that we get from the sun, the sun that Almighty God created himself, it shines on the lost and it shines on the saved. It shines on those of us that don't know God and those of us that do. Hey God, God ain't no respecter of persons as far as that sunshine John goes. God is no respecter of persons. With that, hey, not only that, but you you consider the rain, you consider the air that we breathe. Every lost person roaming this earth right now is breathing the same God-made air that I am, folks. He doesn't withdraw those things from them. But with that in mind, folks, we are all under the same condemnation according to the Scripture. And I ain't putting my trust in me or any preacher or anybody else to save me. I'm putting it in God because it's God's plan. God designed it. Folks, it cannot fail it cannot go wrong. God's never done anything wrong in his entire existence and his existence has been forever. He was there in the beginning. Folks, I can I can't absolutely explain that and you can't either. I don't know how far back the beginning goes, but I know my bible says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. That he created that in the beginning of this thing. He had to have been there in the beginning. He was there when you weren't. He was was there when I wasn't. He was there before any of us. He designed the whole thing, the physical part, the spiritual part. And folks, if I'm trusting in man, including myself, for salvation, I am doomed to hell. I'm trusting in God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lay not unto thine ununderstanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. Trust in the Lord. (laughs) lean not and acknowledge him three commandments and one promise we do those things and he shall direct thy paths one promise three commandments to do you say well Spencer I can't do that you're right you can't and I can't either not without the Holy Ghost of God folks. when, when Solomon wrote these Proverbs he wrote most of the book of Proverbs you flip over towards the end, you find he didn't write all of them. It, it expressly states that. Mm-hmm. But but he wrote most of Proverbs, 90, 95 98% of Proverbs anyway. But when he wrote this, he wasn't writing to a bunch of unbelievers. Mm-hmm. He wasn't writing this poetry and these Proverbs and this prose to a bunch of heathens. He was writing it to God's people. He was writing it in their language that they could understand it. He was writing to God's chosen people. So he was telling God's chosen people trust in the Lord with all thine heart. What does that tell me? It tells me sometimes God's people don't trust in the Lord with all their heart. I've been guilty of it and you have too. Tell me you ain't and I'll call you a liar to your face. Every one of us have been guilty of not trusting in the Lord with all of our heart at all times. Every one of us have been guilty of sometimes leaning on our own understanding of a circumstance or a situation instead of leaning on God's understanding of it. Folks, the Bible plainly says his thoughts are not our thoughts. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I am trusting in the one who knows better than I. And in no one else. Uh We have all got to trust in the one that knows better than we do. Another example we can use Back to the new testament read over in the book of luke uh, in the first chapter there's a man named Zechariah mm-hmm. and a lady named elizabeth yeah the bible says they were old mm-hmm. and they were childless mm-hmm. old and childless now folks how do you think it made them feel living in a culture that it, your blessings were counted towards you depending on how many children you had how many children you had as far as the culture went i ain't saying with god i'm saying as far as the culture as far as their neighbors went as far as their their fellow countrymen went as far as their fellow jews went their the love of god was judged on the or or, judged on that household by how many children were born in that household and it says that elizabeth and Zechariah had grown old and they were childless but folks, I see Zechariah acting as a priest. He didn't just give up on God. He didn't just give up on Him. Just because he was old, he was stricken in age. He was on up there in years. I see him acting as, as a priest right there in Luke chapter 1. It says, hey, he drunk the lot It was his turn to go in and burn incense before the Lord. He was doing his work for God. He was still in service for God. I ain't sure exactly how old he was, but he did not give up on God even though he was childless and it's obvious that he wanted children because the angel when Gabriel came down and he told, he told, us, said, God's heard your prayers. Your, her, your prayers have been heard. You and Elizabeth's going to have a baby. Y'all are going to have a baby. He, but he said, your prayers have been heard. That tells me, Zechariah has been praying for a child. That means that he wanted children. Hey folks, we might pray for 20, 30, 40 years for the same thing. And quite frankly, we might not see it come to pass in our lifetime. But that does not mean we're to give up on God. We keep our trust in God. Our faith in God, He will see us through. Amen. Praise God. We take, we stay in service to God, just like Zechariah in the in the New Testament did. He didn't give up, and Elizabeth didn't either. Elizabeth didn't either. Their prayers have been heard. They were going to have a child. I said I ain't positive uh, 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 exactly how old they was, but they had gotten old, and they didn't have any kids. But that didn't keep them from praying. I've heard people, and y'all probably have too, say, well, I prayed and prayed about this for a year. God never heard me, so I quit praying. Whatever it is, whether it's salvation, whether it's healing, hey folks, uh, what gets what gets a lot of people in trouble, especially at a young age. I tell you what got me in trouble at a young age. When, first of all, I wasn't saved, and I thought that I was when I was very young, uh, when when I was you know eight, nine, ten, maybe twelve years old. I thought that I was saved. I thought I was good, but I wasn't. But I said I said these prayers, and I prayed all the time for God to protect my family. And then what happens? At 16 years old, my daddy dies my daddy my daddy killed over dead of a heart attack I saw that as God not protecting my family like I said I wasn't saved at the time but folks it is that kind of intellect and it's that kind of thought that gets a lot of people in trouble with the Lord it gets a lot of people not just lost people like I was but it gets saved people in the same trouble Amen. why is that because we read these verses in Scripture mm-hmm. that say, Whatsoever ye ask of me, it shall be given. And we read them out of context. We read them out of the context that they're given in. And therefore we think that God's just given us a limitless credit card that we can have whatever we want, whenever we want and however we want. You read those verses in context, that is not what that means. At all. It is not what it means. Now folks, just because we not pray for a year or we might pray for five years or ten years, hey, do not give up praying. If you've been praying for people for 40 years that are still out there lost, hey, pray for 41 if you've been praying for people for 20 years that their sickness just seems to be getting worse and worse pray for 21 if if you've been praying for anything for any amount of time say another prayer but do not give up on God keep your trust in him he will not let you down he will not let you down I wonder how many how many mothers and fathers grandparents went to their graves without seeing children and grandchildren saved but god saved them after after the after the after mom or dad or grandma or grandpa done going home to be with the lord 10 15 years later god honors that prayer god honors that prayer hey if god hears it i can promise you god does not forget it god does not forget forget those prayers Keep praying. Keep your trust in him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not under thine own understanding. Don't trust in your own understanding to get you through this thing. You trust in God's. God designed it all. We need to trust in him. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean on God's in all thy ways. Acknowledge him. Now, folks, it doesn't say in some. It doesn't say in a few. And it doesn't even say in many. it says in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths in all thy ways acknowledge him give him reverence Give give him acknowledgement give him what's due to him. Give, him give him respect, give him worship give him glory, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path, folks there's too many people, Christians and, and lost people alike, there's too many people that, that that they'll acknowledge God in 90% of their lives as far as uh, the Christians go, but there's that 10% that they just don't want to give God the acknowledgement that he deserves hey folks, the lost people, the lost world, whether they're in church or not they can't acknowledge God at all they might say I believe in God I believe in the crucifixion and I believe in the resurrection but folks they are still lost they are not saved they're not God's children at all
1: Amen. God
0: help them Yeah. God help them they're trying to acknowledge God mm-hmm. and God's not hearing it God will not hear that prayer the psalmist said if I regard iniquity in my heart Thou will not hear my prayer. You will not, not may not, not cannot, you will not hear my prayers, what the psalmist said. Yeah. If I regard iniquity in my heart, I believe it's Psalm 68, if I'm mistaken. But, folks, <clears throat> if we acknowledge God in all of our ways, that means when we go to bed at night, we lay our head on that pillow, we acknowledge God. we acknowledge God not not just for the fact that we've got a bed to lay in or a pillow to rest on hey folks Jacob when he he left home when his parents uh, told him to get out of here Esau's wanting to kill you Jacob left home he went up in Bethel he camped out up there and he had a stone for a pillow I doubt seriously it was very very relaxing for him to stay on that I know good and well it couldn't have been very comfortable but he still acknowledged God Hey, that night when he laid his head on that stone stone pillow of his. He had that dream that we know of as Jacob's ladder. And when he woke up the next morning, he said, surely God has been in this place. He acknowledged God. We got to acknowledge God in all of our ways. Jacob could have said, if God loves me, I wouldn't be sleeping on a rock. If God loves me, if God cares for me, I would have had a roof over my head and sat out here underneath the stars. He could have said a hundred different things. Folks, Noah could have done the same thing. Moses could have done the same thing. You look at the apostles. Peter could have done the same thing. The man walked for over three years with Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ was crucified and buried and was resurrected, and even after the ascension, Peter was still nothing more than a fisherman. But Jesus Christ himself had called him to be one of the greatest preachers that ever walked Uh on the planet. It's not in how we see it. That's leaning on your own understanding if it's how we see it. we got to see how God sees it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thank God that when he looks down on me, he doesn't see a dirty, rotten sinner. Mm-hmm. He sees Jesus Christ when he looks on me. That's what it means to be in Christ. If God looks on me and I'm not in Jesus Christ, I'm in trouble. If God looks on me and I'm not in in Christ, folks, I'm, I'm condemned to hell and so is anyone else. But those of us which are saved, those of us which are called and which are the elect, those of us which are within Christ Jesus. Hey, folks, we have nothing to worry about. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those that be in Christ Jesus. And if I'm in Jesus, God can't see me. He only sees Jesus. And folks, that's where my trust is. Yeah. It is in God. It is in God for salvation. Mm-hmm. It's in God for provision. It's in God to get me home safe tonight. It's in God to get me to work safe tomorrow. My trust is in God. I can have all the bells and whistles on any vehicle that that, uh, that I, uh, I want. But if God Almighty ain't the one guiding it, if God Almighty and his angels that he sends to camp out round about us, if they're not the ones in charge, if God ain't the one Given the commandments, folks, I will have no protection. Right. It is all God. We got these cars now, these automated cars. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them. I don't trust them a lick. You give me a gas pedal and a brake pedal, I'll be fine. Even a clutch pedal. Not many people say that nowadays. No. But you give me, you give me something that I can control, and I'll be fine. I ain't trusting the design of someone else, so as far as that goes, get me going 80 mile an hour down the interstate, I gotta stop on a dime and I'm dependent on technology to do it for me. Folks, I ain't a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. I ain't a fan of that at all. But I'm trusting in God to watch (coughs) over me. Now, does that mean that if I'm going down the road and it will just say 80 mile an hour and I gotta stop on a dime, we will say an elephant runs out in front of me just for giggles an elephant steps out in front of me i gotta stop all of a sudden and god don't stop that car and i smack that elephant and i'm paralyzed from the neck down did god fail me absolutely not you know why because my soul's still good Mm -hmm. my soul's still fine i may not be able to walk i may not be able to have arm movement i may not be able to do the things that i once did but folks my trust in the lord is for everything It is for everything, and and, and folks. My understanding of that is that God will protect me, but God's understanding is far above my own. There may come a time in my life when God yanks that hedge of protection from around me and allows injury to come my way, or allows hardship to come my way, allows sickness to come my way in a way that I cannot recover from. But praise God, my soul will still be well. My soul. Will still be heaven bound. He hasn't abandoned me. Hasn't forsaken me. It's all part of his plan. His plan is perfect. And I'm trusting in him. Amen. Period. End of discussion. I trust in him. And all will always acknowledge him. He shall direct thy path. Yeah. What if that path. What if that path. Leads me down that road. In a car doing 80 mile an hour. With an elephant that steps out in front of me. What if it does? If he's the one directing it. He's got a purpose behind it. Right. He's got a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. He's got a reason for an elephant running loose in northeast Tennessee. Right. Or wherever I would happen to be at that time. But if that's what happens. And God is directing me down that path. I'm trusting in God. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't protect me. Like I think that he will. He'll protect me the way that he knows that he will. Yeah. He'll protect me regardless. Mm-hmm. Folks, and what I mainly trusted in for God it, well, is everything Yeah, But it's salvation. Mm-hmm. I cannot trust in myself for that. Mm-hmm. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct my path. Folks, mm-hmm. my path. I am persuaded. I am convinced that my path leads straight to heaven. The path that God has got me on leads straight to heaven. Why is that? Because I have trusted in the Lord. I have trusted him with all my heart. Folks, I trust him for everything. I trust him for my health, for my wife's health, for my boy's health, for for, for my grandson's health, for my family's health. I trust him for all these things. I I trust his protection. I trust his guidance. I trust his salvation. folks this book from beginning to end is filled with the salvation of almighty God and it is his plan it is his work he is perfect his plan is perfect I will trust in it with every fiber of my being and every bit of my soul and I can't trust in anything else just like these examples we talked about tonight David didn't trust in didn't uh, 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 Trust in Saul, didn't trust in Saul's armor, didn't, didn't. trust in any of them. Obviously, Zechariah and Elizabeth were trusting in God. You, you can flip all throughout the Bible. You look at Deborah. Mm-hmm. Look at Deborah over in the book of Judges. I believe that's about the fourth chapter of Judges. Deborah ain't talked about very much. Mm-hmm. But Deborah, my goodness, that, wa- that woman's got a story to tell. Oh, yeah. That woman has got a story. She was a prophetess, she was a judge, She was a leader. She led armies against the enemy. You know why? Because no man in Israel would do it. She had to step up and do it. But she never trusted herself. And she never taught the Israelites to trust in someone else. She taught them to trust in God. She taught them that she was a wife. She was a mother. She was all these things. In fact, in her little short account, Uh, It takes up just a couple of chapters over in the book of Judges, maybe a chapter and a half. And that little short account of Deborah, uh, uh, it it calls her a mother, a mother in Israel. It calls her that. I believe it's three times it calls her that. So she was all these things, but God wanted us to concentrate. She was a mother he wanted us to know that he wanted to drive that into our heads that she was a mother much the same way over in the book of genesis when god says that uh, 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 esau was edom and edom was esau god wanted us to know who edom was and he wanted us to know who esau was that's why he repeated it over and over and there was a purpose for that ain't got nothing to do with this sermon tonight but God wants us to know something. He'll repeat it over and over. How many times we read the word trust in the word of God? How many stories we got with people trusting God? Folks, we've got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We've got Daniel uh, thrown in the lion's den. We've got Noah trusting in God. Hey, listen, uh, people say Noah was trusting in his own work of building that boat. You know what Noah trusted in? He trusted God's word that said, I'm going to send a flood. And if you don't build this boat, you're going to die too. That's what he trusted. Yeah. He trusted God, and he trusted God for what he said. We got Moses. We got Paul. We got all the, all these examples in Scripture. All these people that trusted in the Lord. And folks, they, they, and those are the names that we know. Save that one. Save that one that we brought up. The woman with the issue of blood. Nobody knows what her name one. No. Her name's not given, but my goodness, how many times has her story been preached over the years? How many times has that account oh, yeah. been taught over the years? Why? Because she trusted God. She trusted God. Uh, and, and no, no different than the, the one that came with the alabaster box mm-hmm. full of oil. And she anointed the Lord the, the, the Lord, with the, with the oil out of that box. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus said, y'all let her alone. He said, uh, that Pharisee said if, they, if he knew what kind of, what of woman this was, he wouldn't let her touch. He right. said, y'all leave this woman alone said, in fact, any time the gospel is preached, this woman should be brought up because of her service toward me. Because what she has done for me today, this day. Folks, she was trusting in God. And she was trusting with all of her heart. And she was not leaning to her own understanding. You know where her own understanding would have took her? would have took her right back out to the street. It would have took her out there and said, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be in Jesus' presence. I'm not worthy to, to anoint him. I'm not worthy to wash his feet. I'm not worthy to be within 20 feet of him. That's what her understanding would have told her. But God's understanding is much higher than what hers or yours or my understanding is. Therefore, she went in unto Jesus. And because she did, Jesus blessed her and said, we're the gospel is preached. You mentioned this woman. Mm-hmm. And she'd been mentioned time and time and time yeah. again. I know I've preached two or three sermons using that scripture. And taught several times using that scripture. She's been brought up over and over and over. Why? Because she trusted in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path.